Blog Talk Radio. Reach the Pull up right there. You got it. Renegade. Why? Radio. I am Old Head and New Jack, swinging on the serious B-star of Sepidette, street minister and priestess, New... Kelly Kevin. Kevin, okay. I'm trying to get the six sun to come come on. I have a press and I see it but I don't hear it. Kellyanna? Yeah, I'm here. Ah, okay, good, good, good. I was I was about to have a heart attack. So <laughs> all right. I'm going to come on and say a couple words and play a song. Then after the song is over, I'll put you back on. Let's keep our fingers crossed, okay? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Sure. Hello, everybody. This is Janice R. White, associate producer of Blog Talk Radio. Uh, I'm sorry, Main Street Universe. And tonight we're going to have Kellyanna as our guest in the in the Main Street Universe studio and in our chat room. So stay tuned, and we will talk to Kellyanna in a few minutes. Kevin, are you still on?
Okay, we're back. So I'm going to put Hello. Kellyanna on online. Kellyanna? Hello. Hi. Ah, good, good, good. How you doing? Good, I'm doing well, thank you. Ah, uh, thank you, and thank you for uh, um, being my interview today. And Pleasure. we're going to, it's just you and me and, and Kevin in the background, uh, but I think we can handle it. So it's not my first rodeo on, on radio. So, And uh, we're going to be asking you some questions and listening to your music, your wonderful music. I got to hear a lot of it this afternoon. <laughs> and we'll go from there. Right now I have about seven questions. And feel free to um, talk as much or as little as you want. You know, they're not yes or no questions. So <laughs> okay. but we're going to get started, and we're going to start with your bio. Kellyanna is an American neo-Celtic singer and songwriter, internationally renowned for her powerful performance of song and chants, inspired by myth, magic, sacred places, ancient times. With guitar and vocals, she brings to life the stories and the sagas of the gods and goddesses. With the frame, drum, and chant, she honors the earth and the ancestors with primal drumming and soaring vocals. In 2003, Kellyanne has performed her music in nine countries over three continents with regular visits to Canada, the United Kingdom, Eastern Europe, and Australia. In early 2014, she decided to move forward with the creation of a book trilogy inspired by the Warrior Queen, sorry, inspired by the song Warrior Queen from her 2004 debut album, Lady Moon. The song is about a queen who dies on the battlefield with a story beginning at her death. The Warrior Queen Chronicles is a series of three books, telling of this queen's life, with the story in the books beginning where the song begins. After meeting Kalal Cargill in Australia in October 2013, and then again in the United Kingdom in the summer of 2014, where she picked up the author's latest book, Daughters of Time, Kelly Ellen knew that she found the perfect person to help her bring her vision of the Warrior Crane story to life. And the uh, discography, discography, uh, Lady Moon, 2014, I Walk with the Goddess, 2007, Elemental, 2010, The Ancient Ones, 2012, Traditions, 2013, Fairy Love Songs, 2015 by Lady Moon Duo, The Green Album, which we're going to have a couple questions about that, um, comes out in May of this year. 2016, and The Chronicles, Volume 1, Summer of 2016. So you've been very busy. <laughs> yes, incredibly busy. Yes, yes. Which is a good thing. <laughs> did she, uh, I'm sorry, did she say something? Uh, I said it's good to be busy, that's all. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yes. It's definitely good to be busy because uh, I was busy today. So, But, yes, it's very good to be busy. So um, we'll have a couple questions here, and like I said, that uh, hopefully a couple more will come out uh, while we're 
Oh, okay. While I'm, can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay. Can you hear me? Oh yes. Okay. Somebody's okay. okay. Doesn't matter. Said the caller had dropped, but I can hear you, and you can hear me. So we're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. So, when did you start becoming musical? Um, very young childhood age. Okay. Performing and playing music and instruments from first grade on. First grade, so that's about seven, eight? Yeah, seven years old. We had a fife and drum corps, and I played the fife. (laughs) And then I graduated Ah. from fife to flute. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, wonderful. Starting at like eight, I guess, yeah. Well, I teach first grade, so, yeah, that, that's about seven and eight. So I'm a mm-hmm. substitute teacher when I'm not, you know, on the radio. So, and, mm-hmm. yeah, that's between seven and eight. So, wow, a very long time that you've been playing. Mm-hmm. And and I started chorus, I think, in second grade. So I sang with a choir till I graduated high school. Ah. So tell me more about this. Um you say you were with a choir when you graduated from high school? Because my next question is, when did you start it to sing in general? Second, well, all my entire life. I mean, before I could even talk, according to my mother. But I sang in the chorus until, you know, I graduated, and I was in various assorted bands throughout high school. And in my early 20s, I um, started, you know, playing pretty seriously with a blues band in central Massachusetts and, and then I ended up with an acoustic duo that got really popular in New England, and we did a lot of beaches and islands and things like that. And we were a duo called Moonstruck for 10 years. We did lots of shows. And then I shifted from doing the cover tunes and then playing the pubs to um, doing my own original, you know, spiritual-based music at festivals and gatherings and things. Ah, Okay. You said that the the band was called Moonstruck. I had a duo called Moonstruck for a long time. Yes, we played in New England area. And what type of songs did you play with Moonstruck? Oh, we did a lot of awesome like Led Zeppelin covers and Fleetwood Mac and <laughs> classic rock, <laughs> Neil Young and Bad Company. I mean, all the best stuff, of course. And we just had killer harmonies. So we did a lot. We did a lot of great harmonies, Grateful Dead, and yeah. So, so it was a lot of rock, rock music. Class, it was a yeah. lot of rock music back then. Yeah, okay. we were both rockers from way back. Because <laughs> right, I know that um, uh, I know I'm going to ask you about the the pagan circuit, but I know there was a song, and um, I still have video. I'm trying to clean it up a bit or something, or see if I could clean it up, but um, where. Uh, I think it was the warrior cream that you were actually singing, and you had the flare, the frame drum, and and it sounded really rockish to me. So uh, it felt like uh, a little bit more of a rock mentally. So maybe a little bit of Moonstruck was uh, integrated um, in no, the it wouldn't have warrior been, queen. Um, it wouldn't have been warrior queen with me playing frame drum. I played okay. guitar on that one, so you might have heard something else. Maybe Artemis of the Hunt, which is a pretty heavy drumming and vocal tune. Warrior Queen is more like folk kind of sounding ish, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Cool. 
So when did you um, go pro, as in uh, singing professionally? Um, well, you know, early 90s. Started out with a blues band that I played with for a while, sang some blues and jazzy kind of stuff. Then made this, that was 1991, and then I started with my duo in 95, and we played pretty hardcore for 10 years. We did anywhere from 12 to 16 shows a month for 10 years. We were doing two to four shows a week. Okay. Um, uh, that was a big project. It was it was awesome. You know, I made my living playing playing those kinds of gigs for a long time. And then I just decided to marry my spirituality and my music and uh, that together. In, together, and that was in 2003 that I started recording Lady Moon, and I released it in early in 2004. So I kind of overlapped a little bit with the other stuff as I was getting my feet under me doing the pagan music and the spiritual music. Ah. And they blend well together. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that was a compliment. So I'm still a little nervous, so bear with me. But <laughs> thanks, sir. <laughs> this is a lot different than my my other radio show, trust me. So, But uh, I think we're doing pretty good. So, When did you start playing the Pagan Circuit? 2003. Like, well, 2003. Well, earlier, two, 2000, really. I started in doing some performance stuff in probably 2000. And I started recording Lady Moon in 2003. But I was already doing local festivals and gatherings and community gatherings and things like that. Ah. Starting in 2000. Starting in 2000 and 2003, you started with the Pagan Circuit. Uh, Which particular festival was it that you started out with? It wasn't a festival. It was just, you know, like I said, local stuff in New England, Massachusetts, just my local community gatherings and public ceremonies and rituals and things like that. So it wasn't a major event. I guess the first ma- – I don't even know the first major event that I played. I don't I don't really know what that was. Maybe PSG when it was in Ohio. I, I really don't remember. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, I don't – I've been to – PSG Pagan Spirit Gathering. I think about five times, five about five times, mm-hmm. and I don't remember seeing you there uh, because I would have introduced myself a little earlier if I did. So this was but, a long time ago, probably two thousand, um, maybe four, five, and six, or five, six, and seven, maybe not long ago. Uh huh. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Now, I I know that you're doing the Pagan Circuit now um, and doing it frequently, but do you do other circuits as well Um, on the side? Okay. Do you do other circuits as well as in singing and other venues? Other genres? Yes, I do traditional music. Uh, Jenna Green and I. Um, formed a duo called Lady Moon, and we're doing traditional stuff, you know, um, British Isle folk tunes and some Irish and Scottish Gaelic tunes. We just released a duo album, our debut album, um, called Fairy's Love Song, and we released that just before Yule, mid-December. 
Ah, December of last year, 2015? Yeah. Or December of this year? A month and a half ago. Oh, okay, last year. All right, yes. Because I met you in November at um, Changing Times and Changing Worlds. Correct. Which was an excellent concert. We had a good time, very good time. Oh, yes, oh, yes. It's always a good time there, always a good time Mm -hmm. there. So, oh, so I want you to um, talk about your music. Is your music a part of your goddess worship? Absolutely. It's all hand in hand and integrated 100% into my spiritual practice. Music is, you know, the voice I use for my worship. And um, I know that you have Artemis in one of your songs and um, Bridget in another. So it's a a collaboration of goddesses or it's particular goddesses that you uh, reside with or it doesn't matter? My music is inspired by mythology in general and overall. I write from Celtic myth. I write from Middle Eastern, Native American, um, North. I mean, I'm very non-denominational when it comes to what I write about because I'm not inspired by a particular tradition. I'm inspired by the stories themselves. That's what inspires my music. Ah. Ah. Okay, I see. I see. Because I know that... um, when I was listening to you, uh, trying to think of some questions to ask you, and actually we did five questions, so I got to slow down a little bit. Um, I was listening to Artemis because I have an Artemis up here um, on my altar too, and I was really um, moved by that. And so, can you talk about a little bit of the motivation of the um. Artemis song? Artemis was, I sat down to write a song about, speaking of traditions, I sat down to write a song about Diana, but it was Artemis who ended up, you know, revealing herself. So people are like, aren't they the same? It's like, well, no, not really. I mean, yes and no, I guess no. One's Roman, one's Greek. (laughs) But um, Artemis was just enthralling imagery to me because she's the, the twin of Apollo, who's the you know he's the he's always depicted in gold. He's the sun god, but she's a moon goddess, so she's all silver, and her aspects are all silver. And I was just really struck by, you know, kind of the visual beauty that her stories inspired in me. So I ended up writing about her, and I was writing about you know how cool would it be to run with Artemis and the hunt? I mean to be one of the maidens, you know, all dressed in. It would be very cool. Just running through the forest and being called up to the hunt, and so that's what that what was inspired. And I also wrote Artemis of the Hunt, and this this um, song, by the way, is on my Ancient One CD, which was my my fourth, I guess. Um, Okay. And it um it just it was also meant to be an intentional song, like, you know, Artemis guide my arrow true is basically your intention. It's kinda like your spell. It's like this is what I want, it's right there and you know, Artemis helped me to reach my goal. 
you know, dead center kind of thing. Ah, I know that um, she came to me in a dream, and um, I was looking for a job, looking for a full-time job, actually. And um, she came to me in a dream, and she pointed her arrow right did at me and, and shot it, and I woke up. And literally, like, boom. And um, the next day I had an interview. Now, I didn't get the job, so I'm not saying it didn't work or anything. But what I am saying is that she made a connection with me for whatever reason um, because, uh, for the most part, my um, gods and goddesses are more African-slash-Egyptian um mm-hmm. and and she's not that but all goddesses are are basically one goddess you know there's differences like there's differences in in humans but you know they're all linked together mm-hmm. so True. and you know since then like i said i bought a statue of her and uh it's copper which um mm. Uh, it's it's pretty heavy, and um, yesterday was Bridget's day, but it was also Oya's day. Oya being uh, uh, an Orisha. Um, I don't want to get too technical, uh, but one of her things is copper. So uh, I feel that they too are linked together um, in the big cosmetic world of the universe. Um, meaning that I have found this particular Artemis statue in copper. So, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play one of your songs and to have a little bit of a break. And I'm going to play Blessed Are We. All right? Sure. Here? All right. So I'm going to start that, and I'm going to put both of us on hold. Blessed are we in the awakening all. Blessed are we in the morning. Blessed are we in the light of the day as we As we slip into dreams that are calling Blessed are we in the awakening dawn Blessed are we in the Blessed are we in the light of the day As we Blessed are we in the dark of the night 
a lovely song. Thank lovely, you. lovely song. Can you tell about Kellyanna? Yes. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Okay. That's a wonderful, lovely song. Can you tell me the motivation behind that? I was on vacation in China visiting the Qigong Institute of Beijing with a small group. We were um, going to be going on a Buddhist and Taoist temple tour. And uh, we covered a large swath of, you know, uh, a section of China that would range from, like, Massachusetts to South Carolina on this kind of tour. And um, it was, like, the first night we got there, and I, and it was 14, 12 hours later there or something. So it was exactly a half a day flip. So I had jet lag like I have never experienced before with the 12-hour flip. Okay. And I was finally sleeping but I I kept getting woken up and I couldn't fall back to sleep and I woke up my husband I'm like you gotta wake up and walk with me I can't sleep it was about dawn and we walked around the courtyard of this beautiful institute we were at 
And then I went back into bed and tried to sleep again. I couldn't. So finally I jumped up and jotted some stuff down in my journal, and then I fell asleep for like six hours. And I got home from China, and a couple months went by, and I was in the studio working on my album, and I came across these lyrics that I had written when I was half in sleep in China. And that's what it was. It was Blessed Are We. It was sort of like a lullaby, I guess. Ah, yes. I can definitely see a little baby sleeping to that <laughs> or or doing it during a... Uh, a Reiki session or something like that. It's very mm. etheric. Yes. Mm. Well, we have a couple of questions uh, on the chat room because uh, I asked them, you know, if you guys have any questions. And uh, first, uh, one of our Ask listeners, away. Luna. Hi. Okay. Did you bring your kasoo? <laughs> no, I could get it really quick, but no, I don't have it with me right this second. <laughs> watch out. This is a case of watch out. You know, better be careful what you ask for. Oh, okay. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I got a lot of people. Uh, Winifred uh, Costello said, Hi, Kellyanna from Winifred. Winifred. And yeah, Winifred Kevin owns Barb. Um, always. Oh, sorry, she owns Owen Tree in East Hampton, a shop that I teach at. Ah, okay. I'm going to tell her that you said hi. Yes, please do. We just had an in-bulk chant circle last week. It was beautiful. Oh, very cool. Now, Kevin Bard, which is a good friend of both myself and Daniel, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Michael, that's having a little mm-hmm. musical gig himself today, had asked about um, dreams. What does it mean when dreams are calling us? Or what do you mean when dreams are calling us? Um, and it means... Slipping into dreams, trying to go to sleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. They also asked, "How do dreams call us?" So I let you handle that one too. So, well, I guess he's asking a literal sense of how do dreams call us. I don't think I was being literal. I think I was being figurative. Um, I wanted to go to sleep desperately. So. Um, as beautiful as it was walking around the courtyard in China at dawn, and I was appreciative of the beauty, I just wanted to be slipping into my dreams and getting a good night's rest because I had jet lag. So I guess that's the literal answer. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And Kevin's typing something else, but it hasn't come out yet. Okay. There's a couple people that say that they love certain songs, uh, Winifred, again, loves her chant circles, mm-hmm. and the spirit song is coming up soon. And that's one of my new questions. What is spirit song? Uh, because spirit it's song in is, your bio. Okay. And spirit Go song ahead. is another workshop that I teach. Um, it's a vocal healing practice, vocal healing and release. And I was I learned it from Shauna Carroll. She was my teacher. Uh, and it's just a very, very powerful um, vocal 
workshop that I that I teach in different places. It's all about uh, oh, releasing ne- negative emotion and illness by using your voice. And for some people, it's about claiming their voices. You know, having their voices stolen from them at some time, and being able to claim the power of your voice and your most personal form of self-expression, just being able to claim it back. Yes, and I um, I know a lot, well, so far in this year, it's a lot about reclaiming things. Because yesterday, well, last night, I was at um, the Washington National Cathedral, and we did seeing... Um, Seeing spaces or seeing drumming, and it was a big drum circle. It was about uh, maybe 500 people, maybe a little bit more than that, in the beautiful Washington Cathedral, and the beautiful mm-hmm. sounds of the drumming and people uh, with other instruments, shakeries and flutes and their voices and their feet and everything, and it was such a wonderful um, reclaiming type of exercise. I don't know if it was supposed to be that, but that that's how it came out to me. So mm. so it's uh your spirit song sort of like that where you create music with other people to bring no. up their it's the exact opposite. Well, we do sing together as a group and we chant and but it's more about people individually claiming and finding their true voice, their their deep true voice. Ah, okay. All right, I can understand that. So it's it's more of an individual based of how they can claim their voice, or right. Basically, and the group circle circle dynamic is to hold space, you know, just space so that the people can try to you know access that inner voice and and uh, you know let it come out. Yes, yes, sounds wonderful. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, your collaboration with Jenna Green. Jenna Green was with Daniel and I, I think, before Thanksgiving or a little bit after Thanksgiving. Um, And we talked about the, the music that she did with you, and it's under Lady Moon, correct? Yeah, we... The two of us, our duo is called Lady Moon, and the reason for that is that my first album is called Lady Moon, and I named it after my song, Lady Moon. Jenna has her first album, is called Crossroads, and Jenna has her own Lady Moon song that she released on her first album. So we both have Lady Moon songs that are different. So that's why we decided to name our duo Lady Moon. So if people are looking for the album on like iTunes and Amazon and Spotify, they're going to have to look up um, Lady Moon because for some reason iTunes and those places wouldn't let us list, you know, Lady Moon with Kellyanna and Jenna Jenna Green. So nobody knows that it's us. (laughs) So we have this beautiful album out there. Uh, We just got to let people know how they can find it because, you know, it doesn't reference me and Jenna as as individual artists, which was kind of a bummer and a bit of a battle, I'll be honest with you. Mm, do you know why that is? I just put up the um, com slash buy dot php. PHP, oh, the Triple Goddess. That's the sales page. That's where you can order the CD, a physical CD to be shipped to you. 
So do you know why um, you said well, Amazon they, had did that? Because every, it's iTunes and all of them, because they limit everything, because it's all about metadata and it's all about digital coding and all this and that. So everything's got to be brief and abbreviated. And we had problems um, with the Gaelic language that we were trying to be authentic with the way we listed the tracks, and iTunes kept refusing them. It was a nightmare, Janice. Jenna and I had an absolute nightmare of a time getting this album launched. We had so many technical problems with the way things had to be um, spelled and coded. It was just a real headache, I'll tell you what. Um, but the album is beautiful, and the people who have it absolutely love it. So if we can just get the word out on how people can find Fairy's Love Song, um, then we'll be in good shape. And once people have it, they really love it. Uh, well, I just sent out uh, your links to uh, on the same web page as your um, CDs, mm-hmm. where to buy your CDs. Mm-hmm. And we have one question, then I'm going to go back to the dream question of Kevin. Uh, any book news? News. Ah, but, okay. Well, please share because they want to know. Right now we got two hours. I can't give it all away in the first half hour. <laughs> Uh oh well I have down for an hour and a half but uh, yes we oh, can't give out. What time are we done here? At ten o'clock. Wait, yeah, ten o'clock. Oh, it's not two hours. It's an hour and a half. Oh, nice. Yep. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah, book cool. News. Well, book news is a segue. Don't you have my Warrior Queen song? You do have it. I sent it to you, didn't I, to play tonight? You did, and I do have it. But I'm not 100% sure if it's going to play within the Blog Talk system because I did not know how to put that in. And that's my oh. fault, not yours. Uh, I have it on my computer, but I'm not sure if it okay, would play well then out. Okay, skip that. Let me just talk about the song then, and I can tell people how okay. the book happened. The Warrior Queen song is um, a song from my first CD called Lady Moon, which I released in February of 2004. The song okay. is about a queen who dies in battle, and I basically begin the story at her death. She's pretty much still tethered to her body, but she kind of floats up above the battlefield and watches as the men prepare her body and start to carry her home so that they can burn her on her funeral pyre and release her soul from her body. So she's basically narrating through the song as she watches all this stuff happening to her from up above. And when I came out with the song, um, my mother immediately said to me, well, what's the story? I'm like, what do you mean? That is the story. She goes, no, this is how she dies. How does she live? You know, I want to know about her life. So I think, honestly, over the last, you know, 10 years or more, I've really been thinking a lot about the Warrior Queen story. And um, a friend of mine from California by the name of Devin Hunter, who has the Modern Witch podcast, he had approached me um, saying that he was thinking of starting up a a book publishing company and when was I going to write my book? And my response to him was like, I'm not a book writer. And he said, you know, you have a book in you. I'm sure you do. And I said, well, actually, I have a book trilogy in me, and I want to write about the Warrior Queen's life. So um, he really inspired me to, to to think about this and launch it. 
ultimately, I don't think I don't know if the publishing company ever happened. I don't know whatever happened with that, but um, uh, I met Kali Cargill in um, Australia at the Goddess Conference there. I was there with Wendy Rule for a month, <clears throat> and um, I met Kali there, and then I met her again in the summer of 2014 at the Goddess Conference in Glastonbury, England, and I picked up her book, Daughters of Time, and read this beautiful book that she had written, and uh-huh. she, I was telling her my tales of woe of how I wanted to write, you know, a to get this book trilogy off, but I wasn't a book writer, and I had no idea how to start, but I, I know I had a story, a beautiful, epic story. And she and I just kind of started writing the book within like a day of <laughs> talking about it. We had already started picking out names and talking storylines, and then, you know, the book over the next several months, we just we, we put the story together. And she wow, put the I paper like that. And we ended up with the first book. So our book series is called The Warrior Queen Chronicles. And book one is The Tapestry of Dark and Light. Okay. And, and we are in our final proofing stages. As a matter of fact, I got a printed copy, like a prototype of the book from Amazon. So I could go through and mark any edits or continuity problems or whatever. So we are doing the very, very final editing of the book right now. I have a phone conference meeting with my co-author on Friday to go through the changes. So we're we're getting very close. And she'll be coding an e-book, so it'll be available as an e-book. And I'm going to be recording an audio book okay. to release as well. So book one of the trilogy is written. We're, we're finalizing it. Book two, we've already started talking about the story in the beginning of the book and some storylines. And to go in the the vein of this kind of um, Norse mythology-based kind of world, I'm record, writing and recording a CD trilogy to go along with the books. And the CDs are Chronicles Volume 1, 2, and 3, all based on Norse mythology. So I'll start recording the first CD, Chronicles Volume 1. I'll start recording that in probably March or April. Okay. And I don't know how long it'll take me. And I don't know if I'll get it out in the summer or if it'll be the fall. I'm just not sure. I'm gone all summer to Europe and UK, so I'm not sure. Like the muse will do what it what it will. <laughs> I'll try to get it possible, that's for sure. Oh, you're gonna spend the summer in the UK? Oh, uh, well, wonderful. No, I'm I'm two weeks in the UK. Um I might go to Scotland for a week, but I'm spending um three or four weeks in Holland and a week in uh Switzerland. Okay. Oh, sounds great. And actually, somebody, um, well, Kevin, actually, and Kevin does have, oh, there's some more questions. Okay, let me do Kevin's questions, then I'll do Luna's questions and Winifred's questions. Okay. Now, this is from Kevin. Tell her I feel that the place that we go to, uh, no, tell her that I feel that the place we go to when we dream is eternal, and all who sleep and dream and go to, and go to this place be human or hamster, the exact mm-hmm. words. So, um, I would agree with him because I watch my dog have dreams every single night, and he is like chasing down. I don't know what he's doing, but he is running like crazy. And he's an old dog. He's almost 12. But every night he dreams and he dreams and he gets deep into these dreams. I swear it's primal hunting dreams. He's chasing prey through the woods or whatnot. But 
I was pondering him and his dreaming just the other night, my beautiful dog. So I agree, human or hamster, I think we all dream. Oh, yeah. It's the way we process, it's the way we process, you know, what happens to us on a day-to-day basis, I think. Uh, Well, I have an associate degree in psychology, and uh, a lot of what you just said is that, uh, no, not all dreams, but some dreams that that we have at night is processing the day. Mm -hmm. And and some dreams, like uh, the visit from Artemis, could be uh, the communication with the goddess or the communication with our ancestors, because I'm going to be playing your ancestor's song pretty shortly. Um, and some dreams could be, you know, just dreams or uh, dreams of a sexual-based basis or, you know, just plain old dreams. But I think uh, a lot, like 75 to maybe 80%, is that you rehash the day over and you're trying to make sense of it, and that's why it's showing back up in in a dream. Hmm. Yeah, I believe there probably are multiple reasons for dreamings and triggers for dreams. Sometimes it's fear-based, you know. Sometimes yeah. you dream about the things that, you know, you're anxious about. Yes. And I have another question from Kevin. Wanted to know if you feel that sometimes your songs are deeper than what you intended them to be. <laughs> I think oftentimes yes. Okay. <laughs> I do think okay. so sometimes. I Can think... you elaborate a little bit on that? Well, I mean, they're powerful ritual to me. To me, those songs are rituals or, you know, or pieces of ritual. So they're deeply powerful and spiritual, some of them, Uh you know. Some of them just blow Uh me away every time I sing them, like the ancient ones or Warrior Queen. Um, I get physically, and I physically feel that song rushing through me, Artemis of the Hunt, all these songs. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Now, I got Warrior Queen up on YouTube, and I'm feeling like I should put the phone right next to it, and and see if it comes out because it's a wonderful Ooh, song. Yeah, that's when, not going to sound very good. That's not okay. Share the link. All right. Yeah, I yeah, did. I did. Be. I did think of something. So, um, but here we go back. And uh, Luna had asked, "Could you tell her the pirates as?" Of the C-U-C Constantine are looking forward to her books. Luna, tell Luna I'm looking forward to seeing her at Earthwars Festival in September. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I will. And I will have books. <laughs> Fabulous. Hi, Luna. How are you doing? At what festival? Earth Warriors Festival, Ohio. Okay. My regular destination the last weekend of September. Uh, are you coming back to Changing Times this year? I don't know. Okay. Not sure. I had fun last Ah, time. Luna says good. And she <laughs> says, yes, my darling. Oh, I hear her. Hi, I hear her. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, Kevin asked about uh asked her the story about how spiders are drawn to to you. <laughs> it's true, it's true. I'm a spider magnet. I was bitten fourteen times over three years. I kid you not, people, this is true. I was bitten by spiders. 14 times over three and a half year stretch. Um, mm. And, you know, if you look up spider medicine, it's all about, you know, um, weaving, weaving a web of magic. Weaving the web. Word, you know, so, and it's for, for writers lots of times and writers that are, 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 you know, weaving these spiritual and magical webs with their words. So, the problem with me and why I got bitten so many times is because I'm absolutely to the very core arachnophobic, terrified of spiders my whole life. And they come to me like bees to honey no matter where I am. And um, I did make a deal with Spider, and I asked Spider to please stop biting me because I was listening, you know, and I would accept Spider as my totem, and it's the, the beautiful magical medicine that it gives. But I begged it to stop biting me. So when I'm needing to concentrate on writing or creating that way if i ignore what i you know my own instincts inside spider comes into my life and when i made the deal for spider to stop biting me what happened was these big ass wood spiders will show up in my living room and sit on my dog's bed you know what i'm saying i pulled like a dozen <laughs> of them off the dog's bed i kid you not so they stopped coming to me, but they you know, say, well, get your attention. We're going to go up to your dog's bed. And I would be like, spider. So, <laughs> so they know how to get to me no matter what. And I get the message like, yes, yeah, spider, I'm sitting down with my journal right now. I promise you I'll be writing. So, yeah, that's it, Kevin. I do have quite a, quite a strong history and relationship with spider, indeed. Mm. <laughs> when I went to Australia with Wendy Rule, we were staying out near the outback at a sanctuary called Aquarius Sanctuary. It was an animal sanctuary um, let, run by a Romani gypsy by the name of Red Catherine. She was so cool. And we were staying in this bungalow, and um, it was for us it was October. So for me, being a New Englander, that's October Samhain. It's Halloween, right? Yeah. So I went yes. out and took my shower. I came back in in the, in the morning, but in Australia it's the opposite. You know, it's it's spring. So... I looked over towards the window and there was like this, it looked, what it looked like to me in my mind was one of those plastic like CVS decoration spiders that you buy at Halloween, right? Yeah. So I looked over and I go, oh, look, somebody put a spider decoration over there. Well, then it ran across the wall. <laughs> and it was a huntsman spider the size of a tea saucer. <laughs> I kid you not. And I think I oh. levitated straight in the air and ran out the door into the courtyard of the, of the bungalows, yelling like an absolute banshee. And all the Aussies were just looking at me like, is she okay, you know? And I just wanted to sleep in the van for the next two nights. I was terrified. I couldn't close my eyes in there. It was horrible. But after that, any spider I saw looked small when I was in Australia because I saw a big one early on, so I was never faced. Oh, my God, that's just a small one. So it inoculated me like my third day with this enormous tea saucer-sized spider on my wall. Oh, it's creepy. Oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> but funny, yeah, indeed. It's Kevin's like, um, you have a story where two spiders are fighting over you during the time your brother was visiting you. 
My brother was visiting. Yeah. No. Wouldn't no? Okay. No. Wouldn't be my brother. No. Either okay. way. Very far away. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So they have big spiders in uh, Australia. Okay, I got to keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Very, very Got to definitely places. keep that in mind. I so we're going to have... Uh, Go ahead. Okay. I was going to play um, Ancestors once. Ancestors oh, here we go. Yes. So uh, I'm going to start that, and I'm going to put both of us on hold so we can hear it and can we talk go to each from other, there. Please? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry? Can we talk to each other when you put us on hold? Uh, I've been trying to, but I, I don't hear you. But let okay. me take off my mic, and maybe I can. Hold on. Well, let me put on the song first. Okay. Yeah. It's Kel- Kellyanna, and the song is Ancestors.
right, we're back. Hello. So we yes, hello. We have about thirty thirty two thirty three minutes left. So right now I'm still wait, looking for some more questions. A lot of spider people out here. We had uh, mm-hmm. Luna said, "Grandmother spider," so and that the spiders love you. But we talked about that right before the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. Oh, oh wow! So I, I don't like the legs. So you know, the ones <laughs> with uh, millipedes and things of that nature. Don't yeah, like those. Lots of legs are creepy too (laughs) So um, I know we were talking about Jenna Green A couple minutes ago um, And I know that you two Are working on an album together Correct? We released an album in December In December Okay Uh, I'm sorry Uh, Is there going to be any future Corroborations with her? Well, I don't know. We're having a hard time getting this album out, so <laughs> we're gonna have to make another one until this one starts selling. Because, like I said, people are having a hard time finding us. Oh yes, that's why I have. So we've been posted. playing together and performing together for you know the last fifteen years, probably. So I'm sure we'll continue to do so for another fifteen. Oh, that's good to have a, a partnership where you can rely on the other person to do that. That's a, you do a have really one of the tracks thing. from our album. Don't you have Black is the Color in your database? Could we play that one? Yes, we do. Yeah, I was going to play that in about 10 minutes. Oh. Cause, oh. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to play Black is the, is the Color of the Hair, or Black is the Color. I'm playing that in about 10 minutes. So. Okay. Because um, we had that when she came on and was uh, talking about um, her albums, and that was the first song that she sent to me was Black is a Color. Mm-hmm. So we definitely have that one up. So I'm just trying to get it into the feed. So. But while I'm doing that, let me have a couple more questions. Now, you've been doing this for a while. You're saying since you were about eight years old. Mm. Um, what is your plans, like the, the interview question that I hate, what is your five-year plan, what is your ten-year plan, Uh Oh, Kevin no says idea. that Mother Mother plays randomly on his mind, and he thanks you for that. So, okay. you're welcome. Yeah. Um, I don't have a five-year, ten-year plan. I don't have any idea what I'm going to do from day to day. I kind of end up falling into these, you know, things that happen, like book things that I never would have thought of doing. And I, I guess I'm not afraid to take risks, so anything's possible. But I have no five or ten year plan. I couldn't ever even. I barely know what I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> 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 you 
<laughs> well, it's honest. So, I honest is good. Honest is very oh, well, good. Got, you're yeah. not going to get anything else out of me. That's all. It's the only so, <laughs> I'm not going to butter it up, and make it all look nice. No, I have no clue. No clue at all. No, I do. I'm kidding. I got the book coming out. I'm working on this Norse mythology CD and a trilogy of CDs and a trilogy of books. So that pretty much tells you what I'll be doing probably for the next five years is uh, working heavily on this Warrior Queen Chronicles project. And it sounds like a really worthy project to to do. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it was inspired by... uh, Kajil, uh, Kajil, um, I'm having trouble with her name tonight. Her name is Kali Cargill. She's from Melbourne, Australia. Kali Cargill. Kali, like the goddess Kali. Kali, yes. Kali Cargill. She's from Melbourne, Australia, and she's my co-author on the book trilogy. Ah, oh, okay. Kevin wants to know if you're doing anything with Xbox or um, some role-playing games. No. I don't even own an Xbox. I don't even own an Xbox. (laughs) I don't either. You're not missing anything. (laughs) It's not my style. I was always really abysmal at those games. Well, I always lose, and I hate to lose, so... I have the span of a gnat. I couldn't sit through them. So, all right. Well, actually, I do have to take a little bit of a break, so I am going to play something from you and from Jenna, but there's no name on it. So, it's a mystery song. So, but I'll be right back. Fabulous. We'll figure it out afterwards.
I wouldn't even begin to have any idea how to get my music on any of those games. I mean, I don't know what Xbox is. Let me just, let me just, let me just say, let me share with you. Watch for like invitations, right? Because it's like you know, I'm, you know. I'm a uh, so sayer. I'm like I'm a fortune teller. I do readings for people and that kind of thing. And I tend to get stuff that people can plan to see happen over the next couple of weeks or months or whatever. I say watch for that. Watch for an invitation to be pulled into some kind of Xbox experience because there's like just phenomenal attention that's going into that. Like it's going to end up replacing cable. Just to let you know, so we don't, don't have cable you're... on my mountain either. Yeah, I live in the backwards, like Western Hills of Massachusetts. We don't even have we have satellite internet. We don't even have high speed here. Everything's so backwards. We only have high speed cable. <laughs> it's craziness. But I hear what you're saying, and you know what? I would totally be all over that. Being able to submit different songs from different mythologies to different types of games. I'm just absolutely clueless about that kind of thing. But you, you know, you're only one person, right? And you can only be in one person or one place at one time, right? And I totally no understand that. No doubt about it. That's what no I was saying about that. And I love your mother, mother, right? Where it's like when I feel like I just need to give up on everything or like just everything is lost, I play mother, mother, and it just brings me so far back. Which that one's may that? Not be is that Stonehenge? Which one mother, mother. I don't know that that's my song. I don't know what song. No, it is absolutely like mother, like something. Mother, help me. Mother, heal me. Please release me. That's yeah, yeah, Stonehenge. Yeah. There you go. It's called okay. Stonehenge. That's why I was confused. All right. I call it. I my name for it is Mother Mother, gotcha. but it could be I get Stonehenge. Yeah. So I wrote it when I was in Stonehenge. That's why. So that's what it is. Stonehenge, then. But it's like the mother, mother. It's just like, you know, gotcha. like we would not be where we are if it wasn't for the mother. Right on. That Absolutely. is so that true. That was like the closest connection I ever felt to her when I stood in the stones of Stonehenge and wrote that chant. I, I felt really connected there, deeply. You have great music. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. Janice, run with it. Thanks for letting me talk. Uh, no I problem, can... Kevin. Yeah. Bye. Hugs. Kisses. Bye. Bye, Kevin. Thank you so much. Bye, Kevin. Yeah. Bye-bye. So that was great, Kevin, giving me great advice. So anybody out there listening who's savvy about stuff like this, like getting tracks uploaded to Xbox, contact me. Help me out. I'm like a Luddite. I can barely work my smartphone. <laughs> 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 and that's the truth of it all. <laughs> Well, your friend Luna says, just say no to Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) I know that I actually sell a lot of music on Xbox, so people must be streaming my music or downloading it on Xbox. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so uh, that's something uh, that you added with the other list of all the things you are doing? You just don't play the games? Yeah, no, no, I mean, I have a distributor who's, sends my music all over the place, all the different companies, and I know that Xbox is one of the companies that my music gets streamed, and I just, you know, it goes to Spotify, it goes to iTunes, it goes to Rhapsody, I mean, it goes to all those places, but I don't myself have accounts at any of them. 
Ah, I see. I see. All right, we have about 16 minutes. Uh, okay, and I think I did all the questions. At least I did all of my questions. Uh, Kevin said, don't say no to the check. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Kevin. I am okay with the royalty checks. I am capitalist enough to love my royalties. <laughs> you got that right, brother. <laughs> and Luna says, Kellyanna is a Viking helm with horns, with horns, an image I will never forget. <laughs> and uh, Luna wants to know if you would sing to her a Black Sabbath song like a real quick like a real quick one black sabbath <laughs> she wants me to bust out my kazoo i know that she does uh, she, oh yes she is a she is the person with the kazoo yes so i'm gonna go get the kazoo just for luna over there in ohio you asked for it girl now you're gonna get it so you gotta ask <laughs> watch what you wish for hang on okay talking about the green album oh yes oh yes well thank you for reminding me i knew it was something i was forgetting the green <laughs> album because um we have had uh tuatha dia on here several times mm-hmm. uh because um, i'm friends with um danny and bex uh danny mm-hmm. and rebecca and sheila and mm-hmm. um wendy rule's going to be here very shortly, like uh, on the 17th, I believe, um, and we're going to be, she's going to be talking to me and hopefully have all her music in uh, early, uh, uh, so it would play, but we're going to be talking about uh, her version of the Green Album and um, woman's spirituality and how it relates to music. Because, you know, the first couple of questions of you was also about spirituality. So uh, let's talk about the Green Album. 
The Green Album, I get contacted. Actually, I was referred to to Athadia by Wendy Rule, who, you know, a bunch of people were, um, you know, be um, included in this compilation. And the Green Album is a compilation of artists writing songs basically for the conservation of the earth. The album itself, um, 25% of the proceeds of the album will be going to a conservancy called the Rainforest Trust and they actually use the money to purchase land and protect it. They work with governments all over to make wildlife corridors and protect ancient land and farmland and forested land. And so it's a really great conservancy that we're going to be donating 25% of the album proceeds to. And I think it's 14 bands are involved in the album, like Wendy Rule and Sharon Knight and Winter, and I hope I don't forget anybody. I'm going to go. Uh, Dave the Bard. And Tuafadia, Murphy's Midnight Rounders, Mama Gina, Becca Kelso, Ginger Doss, S.J. Tucker, me, Spiral Dance from Australia, Spiral Rhythm, and good golly, I hope I didn't forget anybody. Sounds like Brian a good Henke. album. Brian Henke, forgot Viz Brian. I think that might be everybody. So we're all writing okay. an original song just for this album. My song is called Sing for the Day, and my song is about kind of like just open your eyes and look at the beautiful world around you. I live in a gorgeous place. You know, part of our, a large part of our town is, is conservation land. I have a massive state forest across the street from my house. We have all kinds of wonderful wildlife here. So I kind of just wrote about the beauty that I see every day, just looking out my window. Um, and I wrote it as an upbeat kind of, you know, appreciate what you have around you. I didn't really write it as a political statement. Do you know what I mean? It's more just an appreciation right. and celebration, celebration of the beauty of the earth and um, subtle, uh, subtle hints to conservation, you know, like keeping it for the future generations kind of thing. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm only about a half an hour from Washington, D.C., so... Everything gets really political around here. Yes. Well, this album's going to be premiered at Caldera Fest, which is the big, big pagan music festival that's happening down in Georgia. Um, And David very, very awesomely invited me very early on to go to, to Georgia for this festival. But at that time of the year, I couldn't travel to Georgia, so I had to say no. And now, of course, that all, you know, 13 of every band except for the foreigners are going to be there except for me so i feel really bad that i won't be at caldera fest because that's when they're launching the green album um release there so i'm bummed out that i have some obligations that'll keep me from being in georgia for caldera fest because i would have really loved to go and help promote the yes because i there. feel that um no i i think no i know that daniel and his um band is going to be there um at the caldera fest so Daniel Michael, bands, who, I think. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's going to definitely be there. So I know he's very excited about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So oh, we have nine minutes, so I'm going to play one more song, and then we're going to. Uh, well, on my other show, because I have a reggae show, I always ask people to plug, 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 usually the last 10 minutes of the of the show. So we're going to do that after uh, 
I hope this is black as the color. I've been looking for this for the last 10 minutes. So, <laughs> but I can't believe how many songs are on this thing. But we're going to be hearing this. Now we'll come back and you get to plug a little bit or a lot. And, okay. Uh, okay? All right. Thanks. Uh-huh.
Goddess is good because I was like, okay, where's the song? I know I put the song in, and that was the last song. So she's always looking out for us. That's right. So that's Black is the Color from our uh, Jenna Green and our duo album. So our duo is called Lady Moon, and that song right there was Black is the Color from our album Fairies Love Song. It's a beautiful song. Thank you. So we are down to, looks like three minutes, three and a half minutes. So you can take this time to plug away. Um, I know that I put on the chat room uh, some of the WWWs where they can find your CDs, uh, especially the latest one. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the the Royal Warrior Queen book and mm-hmm. how that's going to come out, and it's put your pictures up. So I even put up something about spider medicine. So um, <laughs> hopefully everybody is going to be like, "Ooh, okay," and didn't know that, and you know, yeah, think right, of you exactly. while they're doing that. That's so. great. That's great. The spider is with me. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so my website, kellyana.com, which is K-E-L-L-I-A-N-N-A, um, there's a special page for the Duo CD there. Right from my homepage, you can connect to buy the CD from me and Jenna Green. And then I also have a, a link um, on my page that says Buy CDs, and all all five of my other CDs are available on that page. And I have a, a concert DVD that, you know, I don't nobody really knows about, but I did a live concert at a community college in Massachusetts, and they produced a really great video for me. So that's also available on my website. And um, for, uh, connect with me on Facebook. That's the best way that I can keep people um, apprised of the book, um, you know, progress on the book. Because we're going to start okay. a Facebook page for the book. So they can find me, Kellyanna, K-E-L-L-I-A-N-N-A. You can find my music page. And my profile page also, and uh, connect with me there, and then I can let you know about the book stuff. All right. Very good. And a lot of people are signing out. Luna says books in big letters, (laughs) books. And uh, (laughs) David says hello, and he's encouraging people to um, promote um, the Kadera Fest. And Kevin has said good night. Mm -hmm. We have ten seconds. So thank you so much. Thank you, for having me. Uh, for coming here and and um, letting my little version Main Street Universe show come on, and I want to talk to you when I get off the phone. So, all right? Okay. Okay. So this has been Main Street Universe, and this is the first show by myself, 
And uh, good night, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Kellyanne? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, We actually got 11 seconds, but that's not really long enough to do anything else. So uh, thank you.